There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 113 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 3 of season 2 of Channel Zero, No End House. Oh my gosh! These were so good. They're so creepy. Indeed they are. Yes. Unfortunately, I was not able to make the conference call, which talked to the director again. So I'm hoping to be on soon and maybe give you guys a little synopsis of some of the stuff that he says. But unfortunately... Work had other ideas for me, so... Well, Steve did get some ratings news, though. Yes, for episode two, we brought in a 0.11 in adults 18 to 49, with 0.375 million viewers, making it the 92nd overall cable show for the day. I feel like it should be so much higher. Yeah, I do too, and it dropped a little bit, but not a whole lot. It was under 20,000 viewers so okay it was it was crazy and i still i'm hoping that everybody realizes that they're like standalone seasons and they can watch it but it's still funny because my husband who's watching with me as we're watching he's like wait a minute so this has nothing to do with the other season right i'm not lost because i'm kind of lost i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) i'm like it's just you know how it is you just got to pay attention and watch all the weird little things happening because he's like I don't know. There's weird things. I'm like, that's what I'm just saying to you. Ay, ay, ay. I love the man, but he makes me crazy. All right. Let's yeah. jump into episode three, shall we? All right. Beware the cannibals. Margot flees the father with the help of Jules, Seth, and JT. Meanwhile, Dylan attempts to deprogram Lacey, and Jules falls deeper under the spell of a sinister influence. The dinosaur egg is what we're guessing. Yeah. <laughs> it looks more like that because when she touches it this time, there's kind of like a thing you see that was kind of claw-like. Right. So I guess maybe he wasn't so far off saying it's a dinosaur egg. Right. Nope, probably not. Let's start with Jules. All right. We see her sitting on a couch looking very drained as she is seeing herself touching the sphere. Which is right there, I'm starting to get confused. So, we already know they're in this weird place. Is she actually physically touching a thing, or is it all in her head? I kind of think she's probably remembering what just happened. Okay, so she physically touched something, but that moment that we're seeing her, it's her remembering doing it. Right. Okay. Remembering what else happened that we didn't see. Okay, because this is when... I started to have things like, wait a minute, what's going on? Because we see her memories and all of a sudden, like, we see a body right. start coming, coming up. out of the goo. Which we're guessing is her sister. Right. But I'm thinking, okay, if we've already seen Margot's father and he was eating the memory or the mom or however you want to figure out that was. Right. What is going to be eating... The sister. Because that's where I was confused because I was thinking the only reason that these things are happening and these people are coming out of the goo is for something to eat it. If there is something there that could eat it, it could also, given enough time, actually become her not-sister. Oh, kind of like JT? Right. Okay, I didn't think about it that way. That's an interesting thought. Good tinfoil hat theory there. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Because the hand does, you see that hand inside the sphere trying to push towards 
her sister and try to touch it. Yeah. And I think that's where the differences are, is if the spirit, what's inside the spirit can touch it, it can transfer the memories it's gathered into that body. Oh, okay, that's interesting. But, like, with Margot, because her dad was already something that was always in her mind. Right. He was already, like, fully formed. I think so. Oh, interesting. And uh can I just say, I'm a little ticked that Seth is like, oh, I can't sleep last episode, and he was just knocked out. Yeah, sleeping like a baby. Yeah, no problems there, obviously. And I love it, because he looks at Jules, and it's like, oh, are you okay? She's like, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Seth. Thanks for keeping watch. Right. I don't trust Make you. Make sure I stay safe. Right. Don't trust you. I'm not going to trust you. And that was something actually somebody had tweeted. And I'm like, I don't trust this guy. And she, she's like, but why? He seems so nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you haven't trusted him since the first episode. And I think your uh, spidey senses are uh, probably pretty accurate yeah, on this. Yeah, especially this. Come on. He's just like, oh, I can't sleep. Snore. I'm done. It's fine. But, all right. Then Jules is like, um, let's go find Margot. She's the closest thing to a sister I have. Wait a minute. What does that mean? Because didn't we just see her sister? Yes. Or, and this is something I believe I asked you last time when I was wondering what the egg was, could her her sister not actually be there? It was like a memory of, like, hope almost. Like, she doesn't really have a sister. I guess that would be possible. I was kind of thinking that maybe it was, that's her great fear or something that's, she's bottled up is she might have done something to her sister and yeah a lot of these memories are what she believes would have happened if her sister had grown up and was still with them yeah because the flashbacks were kind of weird right because it was like okay you see the two kids and you see the dog but like the two kids were never fully like clear to me right so that's why i was like hmm what is going on? So hopefully we'll find out. And it's not one of those that just leaves me with more questions like Orphan Black did. But, you know, I'm hoping for the best. All right. Let's let's go to Margot because Margot had all sorts of weird crap happen this episode. Oh, absolutely. Of course, she wakes up, gets out of bed, looks out the curtains and sees the same two bikers ride past that she saw the previous day. Are we in the Matrix again? Yes, we are. Which is so funny, because I did tweet that out last episode to Amy Forsythe, and she's like, how did you know? Right. (laughs) And oh my gosh, how did we not mention Amy Forsythe was in another one of our sci-fi shows from way back? Oh, yes. Defiance. Yeah, and so I'm really sorry, guys. We dropped the ball on saying that the first episode, but that's awesome. So, I'm sorry. Let's get back to Margo and her really weird crap, weird poltergeisty moment. Right. Well, she goes downstairs and oh no, not dad. Wait, wait, wait. We're not even there. She opened her closet. That's what I'm talking about right. with her poltergeisty yeah. moment. Yeah. And the closet's like this huge long hallway with weird light coming from behind her clothes. Right. And that's when I was kind of freaked out. I'm like, okay, does she have like a whole bunch of weird fears and stuff happening? Like maybe she got really freaked out with that movie, and that's what she's seeing because. I know that kind of freaked me out when I was younger, so maybe. Uh, It's very possible. But then she opens her bedroom door and just hears her dad, like, practicing. That was creepy, because he kept saying, good morning, Margo, in different ways, with different inflections. Yeah. And she kind of sneaks and looks in the room and sees him, like, in the mirror, like, practicing smiling and then saying this. And then he looks at her and says it, and I'm like, um, yeah. Now you really need to know that's not dad. Exactly. That is definitely not his dad if he's so concerned about how he says good morning to her. Yeah, I was creeping out. Like, And the actor, oh my gosh, his name escapes me right this second, who was tweeting out, like, he, <laughs> I can't even say it, because somebody's like, wow, this... This dead dad is creepy AF, which if you're tweeting, I'm sure you all know what that means. And so he retweets. He's like, I totally am creepy AF. (laughs) (laughs) 
And he's like, and I'm really proud that I creeped everybody out with it. So, uh, kudos, but really don't creep me out because I don't know if I ever met you or I don't know if I can get past that, like, weird, <laughs> creepy, like, dead eye thing. Maybe he works retail during the holiday. Who knows? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I work retail. You all know the dead eye look. But anyway. <laughs> so we go over to uh, Not JT's house. And we see not JT and the girl standing outside watching JT burn. I was freaked out. Like, I didn't expect that to actually happen. I mean, I knew he beat the crap out of him last episode, but... Right. And you got to get rid of the body somehow, so why not throw it in the fire pit? That was pretty messed up. So it's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers or something? Is he going to? I believe so. Is he going I to be think... able to taste? You know, because that was the whole thing, right? Right. He hadn't tasted anything yet. Oh, I'm creeped out again. I don't get it. I I don't get the girl either, who's just like staring off into space, like this is nothing. Is she not seeing it? I don't know. Oh God, this is weird. This is, and it just keeps getting weirder. Yes, it does. <laughs> because we have. What backpack guy for like a minute? Try just keeps trying to tell his wife who he is, and she's like, "I don't know you." Right. We just had that moment of it, and then we're back with Margot, and and I'm like, "All right, this has to have some kind of payoff." I refuse to believe that that poor man has gone through who knows how many different houses to try to find his wife. Right. So I'm I'm hoping backpack guy gets something soon because. Right now, I just kind of feel bad for him. Sorry, let's go. Yeah, really have to, because she apparently has had all the memories of him sucked right out of her. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm sure we'll see other strange things happen, so let's come back to how the hell Margo's going to deal with Dad. All right, well, Dad's sitting in his chair remembering the night before when uh, Margo comes downstairs. And he asks her what he wants, what she wants for breakfast. And she asks him, where's Jules? And he tells her she left. And you go, all right, have you already lost some brain cells because <laughs> you forgot the knockdown drag out you two had just the day before? Yeah, not like you're drinking there. So, right. yeah, you were screaming at her, telling her to go because you didn't want to leave dad. Now, right. all of a sudden, because dad's acting weird, you're like, where's Jules? Where's my lifeline? Yeah. Sorry, kid. Now, it could have been because of what he did to her, because she does say her head kind of hurts. Oh, yeah. So, sucking out the memory of mom may have did a little more damage than just that. Oh, like maybe it took the most recent memory, which was right. her and Jules fighting, basically? I mean, Right. Okay. I can or at that. least cause some of those synapses in the brain to stop firing. So maybe they're sucking long-term memories out and it's affecting short-term memory. Hmm. Okay, I can see that happening. Of course, she asks if he's having breakfast as well, and he tells her he's already ate. Uh. Yeah. 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 Ew. <laughs> Oh, but then, you know, she's just like, well, why didn't you wait? And uh, here's a deflection for you. Well, you're just full of questions, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of questions. And finally, you think that she's going to ask the right question, but I still don't think she's fully thinking things through. No, no, she hasn't quite caught on yet to exactly why he is the way he is. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she's going to catch on it. And, well, not right away. Right. She kind of does this episode, but I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. Now, at the base camp, Seth sees not JT come walking up to the driveway. Now, how the hello did he know where they were? Thank you. I didn't understand just, that. It's like, what, he's just going to randomly go to any house that says six and be like, oh, they're they're going to be here. Right. No, I think there's definitely a psychic link going on between not JT and probably whatever is in control. 
Okay. And of course, Seth goes outside, comes back in, telling Jules, look who he found as not JT enters the house. And I'm wondering how close Seth and JT are going to be able to understand each other. Right. Because, I mean, if Seth kind of knew JT was there and we know that's not JT, then could Seth be like JT? And is it, like you said, some kind of weird psychic link or, you know, what the deal is happening? Right. And does he just yeah, not there could know? Be something. Yeah, I don't know if he does or not, but it will be interesting to see how the relationship between those two play out over the next episode or two, I think. Yeah, because this is halfway. Right. So we're going to have to know something soon, I'm sure. I hope they don't wait till the last episode for us to find out what the heck is happening. Right. Because <laughs> that would be weird. But so JT's. With it. So the guys and Jules are together. Then we just need to get Margot. Right. But let's flash over to Dylan and Lacey. No matter what the heck poor backpack guy Dylan does, Lacey does not remember. Shows pictures. Well, and then she looks over in the same picture with the weird bearded dude is like on the wall or in a frame. Yeah, on a table there by the doorway. And, and she, that guy's eyes were just creepy oh, as Oh, God, hell. yes. There, there wasn't a loving look on that man's face with those in any of those pictures, even the wedding picture. Yeah, I know it looked like creepy, <laughs> just like ha 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 ha, kind of like yeah. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. I'm not expressing it. It's like that, uh, how they make like the weird sociopaths in movies look. Yeah, that's what he looks uh, like. Yeah. So again, still hoping that poor guy gets something because she just cannot believe him. No. So let's come back to Margot because now things are really going to go. Topsy turvy because dad is so kind and he made her a waffle, frozen or not. I don't know. And he's heating up the right. syrup is what it looks like. It's like, okay, that's sweet. But she finally just asks him, why? Why did you leave us? And you knew that that was somewhere in her head. Right. It, oh, absolutely had to be. That's probably been one of the main things weighing on her since he died was why did he do it? And his deflection here, which really starts the wheels turning for me and I'm assuming everybody. Well, certain thoughts are going to hurt you. We probably shouldn't think about them right now. Right. And it's like, wait, so is he trying to save her or does he not know because he's not really dad, which that's what I'm assuming. And then from what we've seen with JT, we know that everything created is from their own mind. So he's not going to know anything. Right. All he knows is what Margot felt. Right. And doesn't... Oh, crap. I want to say it was here when she's like, but did it hurt? Right. And, he, and, and go into that. Yeah. And he kind of deflects, but I feel like this was a little different because he says... What was it exactly? I, know, I don't have it in my notes. Crap. That he... It basically... It was quick and he fell asleep and he didn't feel anything. Right. He he tells her that it happened fast and the reaction squeezed all the thoughts out of his head like toothpaste. And then he passed out and there wasn't m much pain. Which I guess is a really nice way of saying every, everything that happened, but... Well, you got to think about it from Margot's point of view. Okay. How would she have hoped it happened? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That Just like he described it. Okay. That makes a whole lot of sense. Yes. And then, of course, he loves her, and I'm there for you. And she gets up to throw out her breakfast, because I'm guessing at this point she's just a little bit too upset, even though he's saying the things that she wants to hear. Right. And then sees Mom's face. At least part of it. And she doesn't exactly remember Mom, but knows that it's Mom. There shouldn't be a face in the, the kitchen trash can. Th That's that, too. Period. <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, that was kind of like, whoa. okay, how she didn't scream, though? Right. How, yeah, that was amazing. Because, you know, I'd have been like, what the hell is it? <laughs> and uh, she's like, yeah, okay, uh, I'm going to go for a walk. And all of a sudden, Dad's like, right there. I'll be, I'll, I'll come with you. But not letting her open the door. Right. And then, like, you know, maybe I'll just go to my room. And she locks her door, and he's up there, and, you know, he tries to open the door. And then I'm like, oh, God, it's getting creepy now. 
Right. I was like, he's going to try to just like, I don't know, eat her brain or something. Yeah. <laughs> but she can't get out of her room. The doors are locked. The window's locked. She tries the chairs. Nothing opens. Right. Yeah. Throwing the chair into the window and it just bounces back. You go, uh-oh, this is not good. And I didn't get, why does she close her laptop? I mean, she wasn't exactly using that to throw at the window. No, but I have a feeling she thought of the video that she got on her phone and thought, I don't need to be seeing that or having it on my laptop, so let me shut that so I can try to keep a level head here. Okay, okay, yeah. And uh, so, of course, we go back to the base camp with Margot in dire situation here. Yeah. And not JT wants to know what the plan is on how they're going to get out of there. Yeah, how how we get out. And that's kind of interesting thought because now not JT, knowing what we've know at this point about the people there, he has nothing to eat, right? Right. So that makes me wonder if he can tap into other people all of a sudden. Right. And why would our memory eating cannibals want to invade the real earth? Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Is this going to uh I mean, yeah, there might be an unlimited food supply out there. Okay. So, of course. And then, you know, you so you got not JT gung-ho on getting out, and Seth goes, well, I don't even know if there is a way out. Which starts to make me wonder, and I don't know if I wrote that here. No. Because I'm like, why does he seem so against trying to get out? Exactly. There's something going on here with Seth. Well, then this has, yeah, this next part when JT, not JT, whatever, he has, (laughs) he has skin peeling on his arm. Right. And it's like, okay, so is he like a lizard person? What's happening? But Seth notices him like picking at his arm and, and does say anything. Right. Which makes me start thinking, okay, he knows something's up. But he's not saying anything. Why? And then I'm like, is he somehow the actual house in like a human form or something? Crossed my mind as well. It sure did that he's actually, he may not be the house. I guess he could be the house, but he also could be kind of the caretaker, shall we say? Mm. Or what if it's like the artist, you know, because of the plaque that we had seen? Right. Yes. Could be. All these little things start running in my head. What is he? Who is he? And why does JT, not JT, want to get out? Right. And because his arm started peeling, is there some sort of time limit on how long they can be in human form? See, I'm starting to think it's because he did something stupid and killed the other JT. Okay. And that there was like somehow a kind of rule or something that... You don't ever kill them. You basically suck them dry. Right. And he screwed up, and now he does not know what to do. That's a very good possibility. Well, now we finally get back to Margot locked in a room, and things escalate very quickly. <laughs> as dad, not dad, gets agitated by the second, start beating on the door. That was a real nice way of saying it. It escalated quickly. (laughs) Well, he told her, well, I think that's how I eat. So if you just feed me a little. What? What? Yeah. Basically, let me just suck out your memories and I'll get other people to eat. It's like, ah, now we know where the the cannibals thing is. Exactly. But then he starts to go all, like, shining. Yes. Because he breaks. Very much so. He didn't have an axe. But he broke through the freaking door. Like, he's break banging it down and yelling. And it's like, yeah, Margot can't get out. What is she going to do? The only thing she can do goes nope. towards the closet and the light. Don't go into the light. Right? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I'm like, you don't know what that is. But I guess right. that's your best bet of the two. Right. You have no choice. You got to. It's a leap of faith. It really is. And she ended up. In the dark water that were like the stars again, swims towards the right. top, and so she's in the pool. Yep. Which is weird, because it's like, okay, how did that happen? 
Yeah. <laughs> and Dad's staring at her out the window. So she gets out and takes off running. And then you see Dad, like, run from the window because he's pissed. Right. And at this point, I'm like, okay, is he mad because Margo got away? Absolutely. Or was it more that somehow the house, like, gave her a way out? I bet it could be both. Okay. I bet it could be a little bit of both. I don't think he understands the whole house at all. All he knows is, yeah, he's needs to feed off of Margo. Okay. Well, it, and he just realized that. It just yeah, that's true. And and it gets worse. Poor Margo. She runs down the street, and there's this guy watering his plants or his grass, whatever. And and she, you know, she's like, "Help me!" And he just says, "What? Stay off the stay off the flowers or something." And then takes off running because he's not answering any questions. He's just like right, stuck he's in a just loop. Talking nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a loop. Yeah. And then till Dad gets down there, and it's like. What the heck is happening? <laughs> Not Dad is in a pure rage at this point. And when the guy starts talking gobbledygook when he wants to know which direction Margot went, he takes the damn hose and just stuffs it down his throat. It was like, holy crap, what just happened? And the thing is, too, we have the guys and Jules who had seen Margot and they yelled for her, but Margot didn't hear her. And all of a sudden... Like, they see Dad do this, and it's like, yeah. holy shit, now what? It's like, suddenly everybody knows things are really not right. Yeah. But what I thought was kind of weird here, you had a woman who yells for the watering guy, and right. she's talking she's like great. normal. Right. So, did she somehow go into the house? Or what memory is she? That was weird. Because we know people who are in there are somehow... They've gone into the house at some point. Right. And, you know, because we see the water and blood gushing from the guy. So who's this lady? Just, I mean, it's a red herring, but still, it seemed weird. No, I believe she was the the guy's wife. And, yeah, she he might have somehow gotten out or she found out he got in and decided to stay because he's almost gone. Oh. He's not completely drained. but. He's so drained, he doesn't make sense when he talks half the time. Okay. And did you notice we've seen the bike riders again? Yes. And again, because Dad's chasing Margot, and we just see these bike riders here and there. It's like, how does she just keep remembering these bike riders? Or is it just somebody remembered them, and they're just stuck on their loop? Right. That was kind of messed up. Yes, and you would think that, that would be a trigger for Margot to say, I keep seeing them over and over again. The odds of that actually being real are slim to none, so this must not be real. Right. So weird. Margot runs down an alley with not dad in pursuit. She sees a school and runs into it. Unfortunately, he sees her go in. And then a whole she lot of things get weird in there, too. Oh, yeah, because she runs down the hall, turns a corner, and there's a lady who hushes her and will not stop. Yes, like the librarian, just stuck. And she, that's when I started noticing, like, just the weird nonsense. Because she wasn't making any sense talking. Whereas the guy at least kept saying, like, stay off the lawn or watch the flowers or something. But this lady, like, every time she talked, it it made zero sense. Right. Just, like, and, okay, kudos, because how do you, as an actor... You have to memorize your lines, but you have to memorize nonsense. Like, yeah. how hard would that be to not try to accidentally say a sentence that made sense? Yeah. But, I mean, I feel, because next thing we know, we see her, what, like, laying on the ground? Right, yeah. When not dad finds her, she's just laying on the ground. Apparently, Margot was able to break out of her grasp and push her down. But I wasn't sure. I'm like, did she knock her out, or is that, like, a glitch in the system? Right, yeah, it seemed very much like a um, a defective robot. Right, but you know, she runs upstairs, she's down a hall, and, and she goes in a room, and then suddenly, like, Jules grabs her and, like, pulls her down. And then I'm like, okay, is that really Jules, though? Because I was right. thinking that maybe that wasn't his sister earlier, maybe that was somehow Jules making a copy of herself. Right. And I was, I was very skeptical <laughs> the rest of the episode. Like, is that really her? I don't know. And the words on the board didn't make any sense. 
No. And all of a sudden, Dad's getting closer and about to open the door, and I'm like, oh, God, they're so boned right here. But the guys are downstairs, and they start, like, hitting the lockers and yelling. But did you notice JT? Yeah. Like, really reluctant, right? Yeah, he would just kind of... Sauntering down the hall, just kind of putting his hands on the lockers, you know, not banging them like Seth was. Right. But if you want out, don't you want to save them? Because they're not going to get you out otherwise. You would think he would need uh, somebody who uh, can figure out how to get out of there. Yeah, I thought... One of the two of them. Right. I thought that was really weird, the way he was acting. Yes. Yes. Very nonchalant about it. And more of the... Alpha JT that we originally saw. Right. Which was unusual because from the time he gets back with the group, he seems more like... Well, he has to play it off. Right. He has to play it off, but you don't see any of his uh, alpha-ness that we did see originally. Well, thankfully the girls get away. I was still worried. I didn't think it was really Jules, though. Right. But... Well, back at base camp, (laughs) which, you know, because every house is six. Yep. They're back there. They're Margo and Jules are talking. And this was really interesting the way she said it. She's like, just like when you lost a tooth and used to play at the space, there's like this mom size hole in my brain. I know I have a mom. I know she's supposed to be there, but nothing makes sense because there's no memory that dad actually took it and ate the memory. Yes. You want to go ding, 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 ding. I'm like, yeah, she figured it out. But dad is still searching around the neighborhood. So at least he's not connected enough to like find her. Know exactly where they are. Right. Exactly. And I was just like, okay, this is, this is weird. And I was kind of freaked out because I thought that this next scene, that something was going to happen like really bad because Margo sees something weird outside and decides to have Seth go with her a couple doors a couple streets over sorry right dad's out there looking for you and you're like let's go outside I'm like oh crap I just kept thinking this is it she's a goner yeah but didn't exactly happen she was at least okay for this moment but we cut back to Dylan and Lacey and we see Lacey's husband walking up the sidewalk and enters the house of course it's number six They just don't have enough numbers, apparently, in that neighborhood. No, not at all. (laughs) And tells Lacey he's home. And because she has her mouth taped, she isn't able to warn him. Which I think we're all happy about. Yes, though he does find her. And then Dylan is in the kitchen, tells him to come here. And the guy puts him down. Yeah, that was like basically a flick of the wrist, man. Right. Snatch that gun right out of his hand and body blow to the midsection and down goes Dylan. I was surprised. He took him out quick. Yeah. But then, you know, Dylan gets up and they fight, struggle for a minute until Dylan gets the guy on the ground. And then the guy is just laughing and laughing as Dylan is like killing him. Right. I'm like, what is happening? This is not normal. Right. Is creepy and just the fact that he laughed the whole time and Lacey's just watching, like it, it doesn't click with her either. Like, hmm, this isn't normal either. Right. But Lacey's crying and she's, Dylan's like, it's not real. And that, that's it right now. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Somebody help me because this is weird. <laughs> uh, so we were saying Margo and Seth decided to go walk. Right. Please tell me why. Why? Yes. Because <laughs> you got to know that. Not dad is still out there looking for you. Right. But, yeah, apparently she's like, oh, whatever, no big deal. Let's go walk. And they're talking, you know, what did you see in room five? And when Seth is just like, huh, family, it's like, okay, that doesn't sound creepy. No. And I have a big note, like, can we trust Seth? And then I put, no, I don't think so. (laughs) No. No. I was like, I I don't know, because... She asks, like, what families? And she's like, oh, the ones I grew up with. They're all in the room waiting. What? Well, why would they all be there? Right. That doesn't make any sense. And especially starts getting weirder, I should say, when, you know, Margo's like, well, what were they like? He's like, I don't remember. She's like, well, what do you mean? You're not that old. How do you not remember? And he says he doesn't want to. He just decided to forget. Which I can understand if it was, like, horrible kind of memories. 
Right. But when he kind of evades, well, how old are you? He's like, in my 20s. You're not telling information? Right. Not really. No. Then no. when he, he, he avoided the questions almost as well as not dad. Did. Right. And, you know, he's like, oh, I only remember the next family was always going to be the good family. And, I, I mean, I've heard that with kids in this Foster system. Kid system, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But. So, a little believable, but. Uh, yeah. but Maybe not. But I'm still worried. <laughs> yes. You can just forget. Okay. And they stop and look up and see a very dark haze. And then it disappears. Right. You go, hmm. Right. It's like, Are what is out this? Of space? Right. <laughs> oh, dark. Was it dark world? Something totally weird like that. Yeah. It's like, well, what is it? Seth is like, oh, it's the edge of the world. How do you know this? Exactly. That was a big ding, 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 ding. But then Margot says something about an unfinished space. And she's like, oh, I just went into that. And I came out somewhere else. And I think Seth just kind of paused for a second. Like, wait, what? Like you, right? Yeah, that that hit him like I didn't know that. Right, and it's like, did he somehow make it happen, or is there some somebody or something else like trying to save Margot for some reason? Really good question. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> uh, I love it because then at least Margot's smart enough at this point, which she hasn't had a whole lot of real bright moments lately. It's like, well, if there's borders and edges, we should be able to figure out what we're dealing with and where everything is. Oh, look, there's a water tower. Let's go climb it. Oh. <laughs> you know I facepalmed, right? I'm like, seriously? Oh, yeah. And then we have Jules waking up, and you have JT, like, creeping. Right. Staring at her, and she's like, oh, you scared me. Well, yeah, I'd be scared, too. He's just, like, creeping, looking at her. What the heck? What are you doing, weirdo? Yes. <laughs> And, you know, she's like, are you okay? And he's like, um, yeah, this place is making me sick. I need to get out of here. We, we need to go. And I love it because she's like, well, do you know where the emergency exit is? No. No, but we could go look for okay. it. Doesn't do him any good just sitting around waiting for them to get back. Yeah, I love it. What? Then, what do you mean, get back? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Margo and Seth took a little stroll. It's like, what the hell? I, I mean, I can understand at this point Jules being mad, like, why did she leave? Right. Why did you let me sleep? But they're like, all right, let's go find them. And of course, they're yelling Margo. And then, oh, who else is out there looking for Margo? Oh, that would be dad. Right. Dumb move, guys. And of course, yes, they make it up to the water tower and look around. Yeah. And of course, we get another line from Seth saying, small world. You sound like you know a whole lot more about this than you're letting on there, buddy. Right, because it seems only to be, you know, a couple blocks. Maybe. A couple blocks, yeah. yeah. Maybe a mile or so around, not very far. And then he said, you know, then he comes back, isn't this something? And he says, what's wrong with enjoying the moment? Yeah, and that's, I think, really when I put that, no, we can't trust him. Right, exactly. Because I just wrote it really big on the top of my note. So Margo walks around a little further and sees a break in the haze. And what else do we see in that break? The no-end house. Dun-dun-dun. And of course, Seth goes, well, it might be. Yeah, Margo was like, kind of looking at him like, really? Okay, obviously it doesn't want to be found. It's got to be it, right? It's got to be worth a look. Right. But then she looks down and sees Dad walking the streets and Jules and JT in a different way area walking the streets it's like great we obviously don't want jewels to be caught by dad and we want Margot to get out safe and we're not sure what's going on with seth so what are we gonna do right and they got down that tower faster than lightning right plus they just slid down the uh, ladder just not touching a <laughs> step yeah because that was pretty impressive they did get down pretty fast yes they did <laughs> But much like Lacey and the guy that wasn't her husband. Right. Like, they're running, and all of a sudden, Dad's running after them because they grab Jules and JT. Let's go. And it's like, all right, Dad doesn't look to be in the best shape, but, man, he's keeping up with those teenagers pretty, or, I'm sorry, those young adults, 20-somethings. Yes. <laughs> he's keeping step with them really well. Yes, he is. 
and they duck into an unfinished home. Like, who builds homes in that? In there, right? Well, I thought that was weird too, and I'm like, okay, is this some random house she remembers not being done? Right. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, okay, convenient. They run into the house, and thankfully, Seth like grabs Margot before she steps into a hole in the floor. Right. And, all right, well, let's see what we can do here. Let's set a Scooby-Doo trap. Yes. <laughs> Very much they so. They cover it up and, like, come on. So, I did write Scooby-Doo trap, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm such a nerd. So, Dad sees Margot, and he's talking to her, and all of a sudden he's, like, explaining that he knew it was a mistake when he took the pills, but it was too late, and he was in so much pain, and he didn't want to let her know, and, I was wondering if somehow, like, she was feeling guilt, like maybe she had attempted suicide at some point, and that was, like, all coming out here, because he's like, oh, you'd be better off without me, and going on and on about how pain is contagious, and I'm like, that was weird, because it seemed right, kind of but random. That, well, but it's not, because you have Margot, who all she knows is that her father committed suicide. Okay. No idea why. Okay. So, yeah. You have part of her brain that has said, oh, it just happened, it went quick, and there was no pain. The other side of her brain is saying, no, it was a storm, he was always in pain, and he thought it was contagious? That's why I was okay. thinking that was well, her. I mean, right. No, it, your brain will go to some strange places sometimes when you have something you just can't resolve. Okay. And I think this is where Margot's brain went. Okay. Oh, man. But she stops him. She's like, stop, just stop. Right before he's about to right. fall in the hole. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, before he steps into the hole. And I'm like, why? Why? No. Yeah. And then when she's like, oh, this is everything I've wanted to hear. She's like, you can't tell me anything. Like, and here's your labyrinth moment. You have no power over me. Yes. And he goes. You know, she starts to step away, and he steps forward to, like, grab her arm and falls into the hole. And you don't see anything for a moment. It's like, okay, he's gone. And then, like, that tarp falls in, and you see it just keeps going. Right. So I'm like, interesting. Is this a way, because she finally came to the realization that he's not real, that now he's disappeared in, like, this black hole of the house. And she's gotten rid of something. Like her obstacle. You kind of hope that what that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find out because it appears that, well, hey, look, Dylan. Dylan showed up with his wife in tow and in, like, what did she, I don't even know what the zip ties. I was like, yeah, what are those things right. called? <laughs> and it's like, well, okay, this is weird. And, uh, you know, he's just like, oh, I'm glad I found you guys. I thought I was the only one that made it this far, which makes me wonder, again, does this mean he knows that people can die in here? And would it happen that fast? Because it seems like it's only been a day, right? Right. So, holy crap, does this place yeah. <laughs> take you that fast? I'm sure it does, to some of them. Yeah, you know, Margo's like, oh, we should have listened to you. Yeah. And of course, at this point, it's a little late. He's like, oh, yeah, the house has a way of splitting you up and getting your head and make." do things. I love it. They're kind of looking at, at the wife like, um, what's up with this lady? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, maybe you guys, you should explain something here to the rest of us. And uh, because I think at this point, the only people who really know what's going on in regards to memories would be Dylan and Jules. Well, of course, JT, but that's because he screwed himself. Right. And we finally get Jules saying, like, memories that eat other memories, and he agrees. So Margo says, beware the cannibals was really a valid warning on the entrance when they came. Right. Yeah. Dylan's like, I, I don't want to, we don't want to give up. I don't want to give up on her because maybe if I get her out, talking about Lacey, that everything will come back. And maybe right. she'll end up in an institution. We have no idea. Yeah. And then not JT opens his mouth and ask what happens to the cannibals when they run out of memories to eat. Of course, Dylan says, who cares? Right. And right there, I was kind of surprised everyone didn't look at him like, what did you see? You know, like, right. start questioning you know? yeah, start questioning him like crazy. Yeah, that I was the same way. That that triggered me going, why 
if you're trying to hide, you're doing a lousy job of it, bud. <laughs> but, and is it JT or Dylan that asked Margo, so you've seen your dad, so who did the rest of you see? Right. Yeah, Dylan. It was Dylan. And, yeah, Dylan brings that up, and we get crickets. Right. From all three of them, Seth, JT, and Jules. Which is just interesting. Right, because then he says, well, maybe they don't want to give it up, and maybe they don't want to leave. But then he's like, you know those people around here that are talking gibberish? They've been here too long. Right. And it's like, we need to get out. But Jules is like, well, the house isn't there. We've been back. So Margo's like, no, no, no. Seth and I have seen it. It's hiding. It doesn't want us to get there. Right. And this was weird because JT's like, let's go. And Dylan's like, no, we'll go in the morning. Okay, why? (laughs) I feel like... All right, JT's all gung-ho to go, but Dylan's the one's like, oh, we should wait. It's like, okay, that was kind of weird. And that kind of threw me for a loop. Well, I kind of think that Dylan, because of his prior experience, knows that it's probably safer during the day than it is at night. Okay. All right. Yeah, because they're not going to be able to see a whole lot. I mean, it does seem pretty dark. Right. And you never know what could be creeping around in the dark where during the day, most of them are playing house. Yeah, in their roles there. Right. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, it's interesting. And was it Margot was like, I they think, wait, I didn't understand this. Margot, it's like, they know where we are, where we're hiding. It's like, who? Does he mean, the, does she mean right. the house? Does she mean the memories or the other people? I, I wasn't quite sure what she was talking about. So, you know, what what did you think? That you meant there, just like the other people, not people. Right. Well, I kind of think that maybe, yeah, she's thinking that anybody they run into could be a conduit back to whoever's running the place that turns around and messages somebody else. That's where she is. Ah, I gotcha. Okay. And then you have the classic, are you kidding me moment happen. Right. Because everybody's like, oh, we'll go in the different rooms and go to sleep. Jules and Margot are bunking up and talking and, like, they're laughing. And then Jules falls asleep. And Margot gets up and goes in the, to Seth's room. And I'm like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> this is when I'm like, are, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Not a good idea. Because then, not then a they good talk idea. and, are you kidding me? They start making out. Right. Have you never seen a horror movie? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, great. You know she's seen horror <laughs> movies with all that stuff on her in her room on her right? wall. It's just classic. I was ticked that that was happening. But I was more yeah. ticked because she left Jules, and then Jules starts hearing the voices, and she gets up and goes down to the giant sphere egg thing. Right. And it's like, really? You left her to go have sex. Right. She might be dead now. This is your fault. Yeah. And because it, it gets even stranger. And this is... I know, I want to know what Jules, because she starts touching the sphere, and it lights up, and you see a hand inside, like I said, and she keeps remembering stuff, and, like, you hear her mom, you you see her pull away, though. Right. And I'm wondering why. I feel like there had to be more than just, like, oh, I shouldn't be touching this. And she turns to, like, what kind of run away, but... Suddenly, she, like, hits her head or something, and the thing is reaching for her. Right. And Yeah, she just collapses, and, yeah, it starts reaching for her, and it sure appears like there's more than one thing in there. Because It actually looks like three. Yeah, because I'm like, wait, did more things start coming up all of a sudden? Like, I was, I thought, like, I said, maybe something happened to her parents or her sister. And all of a sudden you see four bodies like coming out of like the goo. It's like, where the hell are those forming? Who are they? Yes. And I'm just like, I wanted to scream because I did not know what the heck was happening. Right. And so strange because next morning, JT is at the sink pulling on the skin on his arm. Seth walks in in like his boxers, sees him and says, are you falling apart already? And I'm like... And you go, what? I'm like, what does he know? What does he know? Yeah, he knows something. But does JT really know what's happening to himself? 
Because he's like, oh. No, I don't think Okay, because he's like, I think I'm just allergic to something. And Seth leaves, turns around, kind of laughs, and goes back to the, the bed and lays down with Margot. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Oh, my God. It was so weird. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. Very weird. Because, yes, Jules seems to have lost complete control when it comes to the sphere. Whenever the sphere calls her, she comes basically running. We know JT's not JT, but apparently he doesn't really know what's happening to him. Right. All he wants is to get out. Which... Is he even going to be able to? Exactly. I don't know. And then we got Seth, who seems to know a whole lot more than anybody else, except maybe Dylan. Right. As far how things completely operate. And that might not be true either. He may actually know more than Dylan. Yeah, Dylan seems to have working knowledge, which is interesting. And I guess we'll find out more. I'm going to hope. Yeah. All right. Yes. So... I thought this was crazy. This episode, we're halfway through, like I said, only six episodes. I'm like so happy that we're getting all this weirdness happen, <laughs> which that sounds really strange, but you know, we hope you guys are enjoying this. So we're asking that you rate and review us on iTunes and all the other platforms you're finding us at. Uh, good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends, tell your friends to watch this, especially if you want to screw with their mind. Yeah. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast. We do want to hear from you guys, so don't forget to shoot us an email at sci-fi-talk at fangirlzone.com. You can tweet with us, because Steve and I have been tweeting the show at FGZ Podcast. I always screw that up. And Steve's <laughs> been doing it from, you've been on sale, you're Steve. Yeah, well, my personal one. So you can get a hold of us either way. And make sure you are tagging the show, just because this is nuts. And I think we need them to know that we think it's nuts. Right. So. And let the friends know so we can get the numbers up just a little bit more. Yes, because we definitely want to see which weird creepypasta they're going to do next. Yes. And I want to know what's happening here. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve. It's like you just pulled the words right out of my head and you can't tell me anything that I don't already know because you're not really him. And until next time.